Hello fellow coaches, it's Angela here. So I know that you do not want to spend your days in hustle in order to move things forward, to get in front of your ideal clients and to have those conversations that lead to paying business. But why is it that we get stuck there? I for one did and for many, many years I did as well. I didn't have a big enough audience and I didn't know how to grow one either. And it wasn't until my business partner came along and she showed me the innocent mistake that I was making. So today we're going to show you too. And if you want somebody's eyes on your business, so you want to sort your message out or your offers or you want to understand how to not be a juggler with your audience, then simply go to the show notes where there's a link to book a clarity call where you and I will hop on together and I will help you to come out with a plan of action to go forward. So without further ado, grab your AirPods and listen in. Welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast. I'm Angela Durant and you'll meet Anka Herman a little later. Between us, we have 30 years of business experience. We've started and grown our businesses from nothing but an idea, learning to play to our strengths as introverts in what often feels like an extrovert world. If you have ever felt any resistance to how others tell you you have to market yourself or bear your soul on social media just to get clients, then this podcast is for you. We know the unique challenges that introverted coaches face when it comes to selling their services. So if you're ready to learn how to spot those golden opportunities right under your nose, clarify your message, nurture that market and get more business coming your way, all without sacrificing your energy levels or well-being, then plug your AirPods in and let's go. Welcome to this podcast episode and we're on part part four of the five archetypes of the solopreneur, service-based professional who is having trouble getting their message to really land with people, no matter what they do, no matter what tactic they do. Today is, I know it's one of your favorite topics, it's probably because that's the place you found me and uh, it's in the juggler. And I would never have realized I was a juggler until you'd said I was a juggler and it's totally true. So, um, I am really looking forward to diving into my recovering nature, shall we say, of juggler. And I know that anybody who's got a business up and running and is uh, in position as I was, you will resonate with today's podcast episode. So let's dive in today. I really look forward to talking about the juggler because, I mean, to be honest, I was a juggler too, so I know exactly what that feels like, and and I also know where it comes from, right? So if we go back to our tripod. What is it that you want to bring to the world? Who is it that you're serving, and what is it that you're offering to them? The juggler is very clear on what it is they want to bring into the world, and the juggler is also very clear on who they want to serve. Now. What happens is a juggler goes out and creates something, a, a service, an offering, a product, whatever, with a lot of enthusiasm usually, and then you go and offer it to your audience. And what usually happens, the first time you try it out and you kind of test it, you beta test it, you just reach out to the people you already know and you offer it and you fill the, the program and you're all excited, people love the program, you get really great results. You think, oh, my God, I'm onto something. Let's run it again. And then the next time you offer it, you find uptake is lukewarm. Maybe not, not at all. 
So you still catch a few people who would have liked it the first time round, but somehow didn't make the time or whatever. So you still pick up some people. The third time you try and offer it, it thumps. Like it's a real thud, nothing goes. And then what do you do? Oh, I must create a new offer. And then you go and create something new and you go through the same process again. Right. So you're juggling, you're throwing one offer after the other at your people. And the problem with that is after a while, nobody knows what you stand for. Nobody knows what. So what is it that she's doing? Like nobody knows what it is you do. Right. And so the problem is when your audience, when the people you're talking to is more like the stale lake rather than the flowing river, you're always going to run into that problem. Right. So the exercise to get out juggling is really making sure there's actually, I think it was Lisa Sasarich who said that her dad was a stage performer and he says, well, don't change your act, change the audience. Right. So that's where I got to see the importance of growing an audience and having that a dynamic and not the same little group of people who, you know, it's like the same telling the same joke to the same people ain't funny after the second time. So that's, I think, a classic juggler and you've experienced it. I've experienced mm -hmm. it, you know, and I think a lot of people have until you realize that you really have to, you know, make sure that your audience is fresh. And there's a, there's an extra thing I want to add into here as to the, the innocence of why somebody falls into the juggling path and actually it's the one isn't it, it it's interesting because out of all of the archetypes it's the one that will actually get a business up and running the absolutely. other ones will absolutely struggle to get a business off the ground and up and running and so the message the thing just doesn't necessarily work in the same way um so with the with the juggler or with with me when i was juggling what i experienced was the difference between doing short term and long term in business. And I wished somebody would have really explained that to me a long time before. Um, and I think sometimes it's a it's an interesting, you know, some of the mentors that I'd chosen and, and rightly so for years ago were sales mentors. And um, I know that's not always everybody's route forward, but I'd chosen quite strategic sales mentors. And the interesting thing about that uh, is that you're always focused on the short term, the next thing. And so you get into juggling and you never think about audience building because it, it, it falls into two, two problems. You've, you're dealing with just what's short term in front of you and bringing on the next client and bringing on the next client. And you're probably doing networking. You're probably known quite locally within a small pond. You're a kind of big fish within a small pond and you've got people around you. I was in the position where you know, I did have riffs coming in and I had a very small list. So I was emailing that list, etc. But the interesting thing is, as you say, is because there's not more new people, a lot of them, and there's no planning place for the long term strategy of growing the business. And because innocently on a monthly basis, you're paying the bills. And so you on one hand think to yourself, well, this is great. I'm paying the bills. But on the other, you don't realize that there's a that leads to burnout because at some point it's going to get quite challenging to 
keep going out and doing the same thing and having to change. So I would try and find new things to entertain that audience. I could tell like what was going to get them coming back again. So there's this juggle, especially for a creative, because you can create doesn't mean you should create new things all of the time. And um, didn't it? It took me a while to really buy into adding in a long term strategy to open my mind a little more. But I think the instance is that we think we have to throw one out for the other. And it was and the, and the craziness about it is there's always we should be working on both all at the same time. But when you first start off, when you're not sure what you're doing or if you are looking to get out of that habit, that roller coaster of, of juggling new things for the same people, then there has to be a sort of step back and a recognizing as what message am I wanting to put out there in the world? What is it that I need to do if I'm going to scale? And I have to admit the different level of focus that that I have. And, you know, sometimes there's a little sacrifice from one to the other when you're actually doing it. And so if any of this was easy in a transition, more people would do it. So I'm not going to sort of sit here and sort of say how easy it is to do it. It's just one step three and here's my lead magnet because you can find plenty of podcasts with that on. There is a challenge to transitioning and actually doing and having, you know, two, two sides of the coin, the short term and the long term strategy. But I am starting to understand that that is entirely possible when we are really clear on the message that we are delivering and in a way that we can be more strategic then with who we're speaking to and particularly the activities we then start to do to nurture the market um, and create repeat business beyond that. So I, it's absolutely all possible and it really does start with getting clearer, more clarity on the message um, and that's uh, and then being able to put that strategy in Absolutely. And I think you really touched on a crucial point here that it's it's not it's not a horrible thing to be a juggler. And I think you can't avoid it, especially in the beginning. You're going to have to do some juggling like you're going to have to try out some things. It's just exactly as you said, it's just you don't want to get stuck there. Like that's not that's the juggling is an effective way to get your business off the ground. And you can try out different things until you find something that works. But long term, it's incredibly exhausting because you never get to reap the fruit of all your efforts. Because the moment you've done something, then you're going to have to go and start from scratch again. So you never get into that easier in the sense of flow where you can just like take advantage of all the groundwork you've done, you never get there because you're always yes, back yeah. to groundwork. You're always back to groundwork. So it's, but that's the thing. If you kind of keep talking to the same 200 people, you're going to have to, right? So that's why, that's why it's really helpful to recognize the pattern and be aware of it. So you can catch yourself, you know, early on. Am I juggling? Like the easiest way forward to find ways to bring new people into my world or is it really the most efficient way or is it the best 
step forward to create a new thing, right? Or are you only creating a new thing because you only talk to the same handful of people and they're tired of the thing you've offered five times, right? So, and I think becoming aware of that so that you can avoid getting kind of caught in that exhausting loop, you know, that never gives you a breather, that's the important bit, not to never juggle. No, and I think it happens to people that have got out of the gate and actually have sold their services. So there might be people listening, you might be listening to this and you've not sold anything at all and you can recognise yourself in, you know, either the artist position or the butterfly or the juggler um, or the chameleon, etc. right now. But if you're about 18 months in or three years in, you've got a fairly, you know, you're able to bring clients on board. Um, but you are struggling with either a feast or famine situation or that place where you feel as if, as, as Anka said, you, you've tried a few things and then you've got to keep trying new things, as it were. And it reminds me of a, a great, I, I, I was a member of a brilliant networking um, group called BNI. Many of you may know it. Some of you may hate it. But the, the interesting about, and um, you know, your audience and your act, as it were, in a different theatre because B and I was probably a real hard job every single week because you had the same audience and you had 60 seconds to say what you wanted and who specifically you wanted to be referred to or what you were up to. And so every single week you had to write something new. You had to come up with something completely different because you had the same audience who would just turn off and they would just completely turn off after a while. And if you're actually, but if you've got the same message and you're able to go around to different audiences or different networking, you can actually become more known and you can become more visible to other people and other people can become more visible to you. And you are not reinventing the wheel every single week. So both are completely possible. Like, you know, there's nothing wrong with being part of a group that you have to learn to, to, uh, ad lib as it were or keep a new fresh bit of content from your message coming in but it's a darn sight harder to actually do that um, and for me it was understanding that when I really needed to actually overcome the fear of success because I think one of the shadow sides we haven't really talked about the shadow sides of these but one of the shadow sides of the juggler is a, a kind of fear of scaling a fear of success because what keeps you in that is not not looking at how you repot yourself as i like to call it into a new pot so that you can grow new branches you can do you know you can have more you can spread out more and it is is that it's that transition that is so scary to the juggler to because they fear losing the income losing the thing that they're so used to doing which is hustling and juggling to keep that business afloat we can get really tied into that but it, it's not the place, it's not in a place to go. Um, and for the juggler, it's time to, it's time to let go of the fear of not hustling. Um, one of the phrases that always used to be said, I think it was my husband, he would say, because he was self-employed and it's that idea of if you're not working, you're not eating. Mm. And so it keeps you on this hamster wheel of doing hamster things in order to keep this thing going. You're juggling balls all of the time. And at some point, a ball is definitely to drop. And generally what I found is it's you. And that's the biggest problem. And it was at that point that I realized that a change needed to be made. 
Yeah, because it's it's just not, and it flies in the face of what most of us set out when we start our business. Like most people you speak to want freedom and flexibility of time. And we go off and build this relentless hamster wheel, right? right. So I think anything, yeah, I mean, if, if that's, I think if there's one message I would want to give somebody is, you know, I've built the hamster wheel, <laughs> like, you know, I've fallen on my face with it. So, you know, it's, 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 I don't wish that on anyone. So, you know, if you can catch yourself and get a more strategic approach before you get to the place where you're totally burned out and exhausted, you know, you have a much, much better chance of actually creating the business that you want. So take care. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Visible Coaches Podcast. If you've ever felt the pressure to market yourself in ways that don't align with your true nature, this podcast is your sanctuary. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, make sure to subscribe to the Visible Coaches Podcast on your favorite platform. And we would really be grateful if you could leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us reach more introverted coaches like you. To grab this episode's free resource, visit thevisiblecoachespodcast.com now. That's thevisiblecoachespodcast.com. Let's continue to embrace our introverted strength, create meaningful connections, and make waves in the coaching world. Until next time.